Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, I want to just pick up from where we left off last Sunday, just for a brief encouragement to all of you that I believe God wants to uh, speak a word to us that will help us grow in our walk with the Lord. I shared with you last Sunday about four words that God had given me going into this new year about the future of this church and about how we would carry out God's mission going forward. Last Sunday, I talked to you about one of those words, and that was the word believe. Well, the four words are believe, build, battle, and bless. Last Sunday, we talked about believing God. How many of you believe in God for great things? Come on. If we're going to see God do the... A miraculous work. We, the Bible, Jesus said this. He says, all things are possible to him who believes. And we need to believe God for great things in our own life personally, but also in a church, in our church here. And so we're believing God. And today I want to talk to you just for a few minutes on this next word, and that's the word build. I believe God wants every one of us in here today to be builders, to be builders. Now, God's Word tells us this. Don't get confused now because God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is building His church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that is wonderful news today when we see all the uh, opposition that is arising in our culture today. We see things like that happening, but we know that God's Word says that He, Jesus, is building the church. That's why we're singing Jesus and preaching Jesus and lifting up the name of Jesus because Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and He is building His church. Amen. He's building His church. He's building his church, but he's commanded us as God's people to also be builders. We're, he's building the church, but the church is commanded to also be builders. We're to build one another up. Did you know that? The Bible says that we're to be builders. We're to build one another up. We need to build up together as we go forward into this new year. Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, and Paul had such a heart for building people up, and you'll see why in just a minute. Paul, in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, he says, Therefore, he says, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. In other words, you need to be building people up together. He says, build, encourage one another and build one another up. The church is to be full of builders. Romans 14.19, Paul again, he says, let us pursue. Pursue, that means to go after something. Pursue everything that makes for peace, for mutual upbuilding. There in that time, the Roman, the Christians there in Rome, they were being surrounded and persecuted because of their faith. And Paul steps up and he says, listen to me. No matter how dark and how much opposition come up around you, do everything to pursue what makes peace and for mutual upbuilding. In other words, he says you need to be building together. And then Paul again in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, 
He's talking about what a, what a church service should look like. And he says, listen, you, first of all, you need to come. He says, when you come together, when you come together, not if you come together, but when you come together, you need to be in church. Hallelujah. He says, when you come together, uh, you know, you can sing a hymn, you receive a lesson, there'll be a revelation from God. There could be a tongue that's spoken. There could be an interpretation that's given. But listen to what Paul says. He says, if all that happens, the main thing is, let all things be done for building up. For building up. And we need to build one another up in our faith. And we need to build one another up in our hope. And we need to build one another up in love. We've been commanded to build one another up. You know why we're commanded to build one another up? Because we all face discouragement. Come on, listen, we all face discouragement. Uh, listen, I'm certain this morning that some of you around the altar and some of you that are watching online and some of you that are in the pews or the chairs, I'm certain that some of you are battling discouragement this morning. If you're not battling discouragement, maybe somebody in your house is battling discouragement. Somebody at your workplace is battling discouragement. Somebody in your school is battling discouragement. Listen, everybody... Battles discouragement, and everybody needs to be encouraged. People need to be built up. How about this? Can you ever think of a time in your life when you were going through discouragement and then someone came along and just built you up and encouraged you? You know what that did? That inspired you. That empowered you. It was life-changing for you because somebody decided they would build you up. What does it mean to build someone up? Let me give you this quick definition. I got it on the screen. If you want to just kind of jot it down, take a picture with your phone. What does it mean to build someone up? I didn't say beat somebody up. Build them up. Build them up. It means to, uh, it means to construct something strong. If you're going to be a builder, you're going to construct something that's strong. If you're going to build someone up, you're going to make them strong. You're going to make something better. Uh, it means to strengthen. It means to give support. It means to motivate. It means to give courage. It means to give hope. That's what it means to build somebody up. And we're living in a day when people need to be built up. I'm talking about kids and teenagers, adults, whoever. Everybody needs to be built up. People need to be strengthened. People need support. People need to be motivated. People need hope. People need encouragement. Let me ask you this. Do you think, in, do you think the world that we live in today is going to build people up? Thank you. The answer is no. The world we live in today is not going to uh, try to build you up. The culture we live in today actually thrives on tearing people down. And instead of building you up, the world wants to beat you down. Think about this. In the culture that we live in today, there's no mercy. There's no respect. There's no more honor. Our culture will tear you down in a split second. And it doesn't matter who you are. It'll tear you down. And that's why it's so vital that the church, God's people, build one another up and encourage one another in these last days. That's why church is so vital. That's why the writers of Hebrews said this right here. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. Or one translation says, while you're there in church meeting together, build one another up all the more as you see the day approaching. What day is that when Jesus comes back? The closer we get to the return of Jesus Christ, the more and more the church should be building 
we should be building. We should be building one another up because we don't want, one, we don't want not one brother or one sister to fall out. We want, we want to build people up so they can keep going. We need to build one another up with encouragement more than ever as we wait for Jesus Christ to come back. We need to build one another up because life will tear you down. Can I get an amen? We need to build one another up because we get weak. We need to build one another up because we find ourselves down in the dumps sometimes. We need to build one another up because we all face discouraging times in our life. And listen to me, I'm not minimizing discouragement. Discouragement will rip your life to pieces. It will rip you physically, emotionally. It will rip you spiritually. Listen, discouragement is a dangerous place to be in, and discouragement can cause some uh, major setbacks in your life, and discouragement can be so dangerous, it can put you in a place where you think it's not even worth living anymore. Discouragement is dangerous. And here's the deal with church people. We're good at trying to hide discouragement. We're good at trying to hide discouragement, and the reason why is because when we think that we're discouraged and think somebody may know that we're discouraged, we feel like they're going to think we're, our faith is weak. And, friend, that is not the case at all. Our faith is not weak. Discouragement is used by the devil to attack you, and all it is is the devil trying to discourage you and pull you down and pull you away from God. It's not because you're weak. It's because you're doing something for God and the devil's fighting you. So if you're discouraged this morning, you can say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People are good about hiding discouragement. I've never met anybody that would say, hey, you know, hey, I'm, hey, I'm discouraged over here. I'm discouraged. You, know, you never meet anybody like that. You, you never meet anybody that says, hey, I'm over here and I'm about to lose it. Or hey, it's me over here and I'm on the verge of having a nervous breakdown in my life. You never meet anybody like that because we're good at hiding discouragement. But the truth is we've all dealt with it and it's vital that we build one another up. Build one another up. Build your brother up. Build your sister up. Build. Be a builder in God's house. We got to be a builder in God's house. If you were to look in the Bible, you don't have to turn there now. I got a scripture on the screen. But one of the greatest men of God in the Bible was a man named Barnabas. But Barnabas was not his real name. His name was Joseph. But what happened was, is when Joseph would circulate among the Christians, he said he had such a heart of encouragement that they gave him the nickname. His nickname was, was Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was the son of encouragement. He had this gift. He had this ability to go around to people and build them up with his words and his works. And, friend, can I tell you this morning, that's what an encourager does. We go around with a heart to build people up with our words, and we build them up with our works. Come on, friend. You remember Barnabas when he came into contact with Paul? That's why Paul was such an advocate for encouraging one another because Barnabas had came there when Paul got saved and all the other Christians didn't want to have anything to do with Paul because they knew how he had treated Christians before and they were kind of staying away because they didn't trust him and they sure didn't have any intentions on encouraging Paul. But thank God for Barnabas. Thank God for Barnabas, the son of encouragement, because you know what? Instead of looking at Paul's past, he looked at Paul's potential, and he began to encourage him. And that's what encouragers do. Encouragers give support. Encouragers motivate. Encouragers give hope. Encouragers point people to Jesus. And that's what Barnabas did, and he was so vital to the kingdom of God with his words and with his works, and that's what we need to do, friend. We need to make sure that we're building up people with our words. Isn't it refreshing 
Just to be, just think about this. Some of you that were around the altar a while ago and somebody came next to you and you could hear them praying for you, calling on the name of Jesus for you. Isn't it refreshing to hear a voice of encouragement in your ear? Isn't it refreshing to uh, have somebody beside you that's building you up and speaking something good in your life instead of tearing you down? It's good to have people in your life that build you up and not beat you up. Someone who gives you a hopeful word and not a hurtful word. Someone who speaks to you and inspires you and ignites a passion in you for the things of God. Encourage, encouragers build one another up with our words. Listen to this scripture right here. I'm going to move quickly. Proverbs 12:25 says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Anxiety could be exchanged for discouragement. Discouragement in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Proverbs 16, 24. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Listen to me, please. This is a word for the church today. Don't minimize what I'm sharing with you. This is God's word, and because of God's word, our words should make people glad. Listen, your words should make people glad. Your words should be sweet words. Your words should give people strength. Your words should nourish people. The Bible says that there's power in our words. The Bible says there's power in our words. We have power to give life, and we have power to give death. Proverbs 18.21 says life and death are in the power of the tongue. Let me ask you this question this morning. Are you speaking life or death in your marriage? Are you speaking life or death into your marriage? Are you speaking life or death into your spouse? Are you speaking life or death into your children and their dreams? Are you speaking life or death into your relationships? Are you speaking life or death into your workplace? Are you speaking life or death into the church that you're involved in? Listen, if we're going to build one another up, we need to realize our words have power to build up or tear down. Our words have power to build up or tear down. Our words have power to give life or to give death. Now, Proverbs 12, 25, it says there that anxiety or discouragement can cause a person to weigh down, be weighed down, be weighed down. That word in the Greek is another couple of words you could look in different translations. The word weighed down means to be uh, stooped over like this right here. You're walking around stooped over because the, the weight of worry and anxiety and discouragement have you stooped over. One translation says it has you uh, bent over in life because you're of the discouragement and the difficult time and the disappointment that you're going through in your life. And it has you bent over because of what you're going through. And listen, the, the perfect illustration of that is really in sports. It's in sports. You, if you were watching the Duke Carolina game last night, you saw it happen last night. You saw it happen last night. UNC, they were bent over. They were stooped over. I'm a Carolina fan. It hurt. My mama called me last night. She's a Duke fan, Carolina fan here. She's right next door. She asked me this question. She said, the Carolina know they were supposed to play tonight. <laughs> you pray for my mama. <laughs> Listen to this. Just, I want you to hear me, though. I'm going somewhere with this, I promise you. The team gets behind, really, really behind, and the team makes a bad play, many, many bad plays. And because they get behind and because they have many bad plays, and, they, and, and, and even worse, some other things just not doing too good, their heads went down. 
They were bent over. They were stooped over. But then think about the role of the coach. Think about how vital the coach is. You wonder why there's cheerleaders in the stands. You know why? Because they're encouragers. You think about the coach. You think about the cheerleaders. You think about the fans in the stands. Think about it. Some of you have kids who have played sports. You've seen them. You've been there when they've been playing. And, and, and all of a sudden, because of a bad play or because they're behind, you can just see their heads drop and they're kind of walking around like they don't even want it anymore. And what does the coach and the cheerleaders start doing? They start giving a good word. You hear it. Come on. Come on. You got this. Shake it off. And here's my favorite right here. It goes right with the scripture. Come on. Pick your head up. Pick your head up. Pick your head up. Because we all... We all get behind in life, and we all make bad plays in life. And before you know it, your head can be bent over, and you can be stooped over. And what happens is, is you need someone to come and give you a good word, to cheer you on, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to support you, to motivate you. Listen to me. A good word is a kind word. A good word is not a cuss word. A good word gives hope. A good word is a word that inspires you to keep going. A good word can be a scripture. A good word can be a devotion. A good word can be a promise from God. A good word can be a testimony. A good word can be a prayer. A good word could just be a simple thank you. A good word can be an apology. And it doesn't just take the preacher and the staff and the council and the deacons and the elders. No, everyone in the church is called to be builders. And we can all build somebody up with a good word. You can build one another up with a good word around this altar like you've already done this morning. You can build somebody up in the parking lot. Man, do you know how cold it was this morning? And those guys are out there and they're waving and they're smiling and they're telling you which way to go. Hey, you could give one of them a good word this morning and say thank you for all you do. A good word in the nursery. Oh, my Lord. They need a good word over there. Give them a good word. Thank you. Thank you for all you do for these little babies. A good word at kids' church. Thank you for blessing my kid and pouring into them. A good word at B3. You can build somebody up with a good word at your workplace. You can build someone up with a good word at school. You can build someone up with a good word at a restaurant. You can build someone up with a good word at your local Walmart. Hallelujah. You can build someone up with a good word even on social media. Yes, you can do it. You can do it. Proverbs 10, 21 says, The words of the godly encourage many. The words of the godly encourage many. How are you doing with that? How are you doing with that? Are you encouraging many? Are you building up many? Or are you beating up many? You know what's sad and very disappointing? And please don't miss this, is when Christians do the opposite of what God has called them to do. Instead of building others up with a good word, they tear others down with their words. I'm talking about Christians. And instead of a good word, it's a gossiping word. And instead of a sweet word, it's a stab-in-the-back word. Instead of giving a word that builds up, they give a word that tears down. That's what some Christians can do. And I know what some of you are already thinking right now. I can already see it on your face. I can, I can hear what you're thinking right now. Well, God gave me this mouth. God gave me this mouth, and I'm not going to walk around with all this stuff built up in me when I can just let it go and vent it all out because God has blessed me with this mouth. 
I want to ask you a serious question. What verse in the Bible do you read that says, well, God gave me this mouth, and I can just let it all out because I'm not going to walk around with it all bottled up. Show me what verse that is in the Bible. No, no, I'm serious. Show me what verse that is in the Bible because my Bible tells me in Ephesians 4.29, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. Amen. Let your words be helpful. Let your words be beneficial for building one another up. Listen to me, please. Speak words that build unity and not division. Speak words that build faith and not fear. Speak good words that build love and not hate. Speak good words that, that build peace and not conflict. Speak good words that heal and not hurt. We need to build others up with our words. Amen. Oh, it got quiet in here. Lord, help us. Lord, help me. Help all of us to be builders with our words and also to be builders with our works. I'm almost done. Pastor Kevin, if you want to come, and uh, they'll at least think we're winding down. He's probably exhausted, too. We, but we spoke at a conference yesterday in, in Benson. Pastor Kevin did an awesome job talking about seeking the presence of God. It's a great day over there in Benson. It's a great day here in Mount Olive today. Build others up with your words and build others up with your works. Let me tell you real quickly. Jo Barnabas, who was Joseph, whose name was changed, if you read in the Bible in Acts chapter 4, verse 36, you're going to read that this man sold his he had some property, and he sold his property, and he brought the money, and he placed it at the apostles' feet. God speaking to anybody in here today? <laughs> I'm just playing. Listen. And then if you back up some, it says all the believers sold their possessions to meet the needs of all the people. Do you read that in Acts and never stop and say, Wow. They, they, they sold their property. They sold their possession. If somebody had a need and they didn't have the resources to meet it, they would take a piece of property or possession and they would go sell it and they would take the money and bring it to the leaders of the church and say, take this money right here and use it and go do a good work with it. Go do a good work because we don't want any brother and sister to be in need. We want everybody's needs to be met. Now, the iPhone 13 is not a need. Lord, get me back in. Reel me in. But isn't it powerful that they were building each other up, not only with their words, but they were building each other up with their works, and they were doing it all for the glory of God? They weren't doing work so they could stand somewhere and, and be in front of the church and say, yeah, I did, I did this work here. And uh, No, it wasn't, all about, it wasn't about them. It was about pointing to God and saying, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Every work that's done here through this local ministry and in our community, you know what our heart is? It's to give God all glory and all praise. When people say, what's going on in my life? You better say, I, I, don't, I can't even explain it. All I can say is, glory to God. Glory to God. It's a work that brings glory to God. 
And I want to just quickly challenge you and encourage you. Listen to me, please, church. It's no good for me to stand up here and preach if you're not willing to be not only a listener of the word, but a doer of the word. Can I encourage you to let the Holy Spirit just make you sensitive to the people around you? And that you would look for people in the church, in the church, your church family. Look for people in your church family. Look for people in the kingdom of God. They don't have to be a part of this church. Look for people in the kingdom of God. Look for people in the community around us that we can build up with our works. Maybe there's somebody that comes to mind right now that you know of and they could use a a special work, a godly work in their life. I pray God will lay them on your heart and you would have the courage to go and be a blessing to them because there's power. There's power of encouragement through our works. Many of you know that my dad recently passed away. And man, wow, some of you have all felt that. It's a tough place to be. But I want to tell you the power of works and how it builds people up. Listen to me. I'm saying this on behalf of myself and on behalf of my family. We, we, listen, I don't want to say we've been amazed because I know the heart of this church. And I know everybody in here is full of the love of God, the grace of God. So I'm not surprised at what we've seen, but it's just been so overwhelming. The, wor- the words, the words that have built us up. The words that have built my mom up. The words, the words of encouragement, the words of prayer. Just the words that have come to us that have been such an inspiration to motivate us, to build us up. And not only the words, but the works. We've been blown away. It's been truly amazing at just some of the acts of kindness and love and and the works that have been done toward our family. And we can never say thank you enough. But I want to tell you what the words and the works have done for us. It has built us up. In one of the most difficult times in our life, because of each and every one of you in this church, we have been built up. We've been encouraged. We've been built up to keep going. We've been built up and have felt the peace of God. We've been built up in the hope of God. We've been built up in the love of God, all because of each and every one of you. And I just want to say to all of you, thank you. Thank you. And on behalf of my family, thank you. It's been a difficult time. It still is. Last week, um, my parents, my mom and dad, they, they live beside me there. And so every day is a reminder, you know, when you walk out the door to your car and you think you're going to be able to go over there. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then knowing that your, your, your dad's not there. And I was having one of those days last week. Has anybody ever had one of those days? Come on. Lift your hand. I'll feel better if you lift your hand. Okay. All right. The rest of you are telling lies. All right. Amen. I was having one of those days. You know, one of those days where, you know, just kind of let me be. Just just let me be. And I'll be honest with you. Probably on the inside, I know I was bent over, stooped over because of discouragement and just just the difficult time that we're walking through. I'm talking to you about the power of works. My oldest son, Caden, had been gone most of the day. I was there actually outside going through some of my dad's belongings. And my son, Caden, had been uh, job shadowing that day, and he came home. 
And when he came home, he brought me a box of peanut butter chocolate Girl Scout cookies. That's what I said. Have mercy. My motto at the beginning of the year was, eat more salad, less sugar. I relapsed. But can I tell you this? And I don't mean to get all crazy here, man. I'm just telling you. When your son comes to you and you're down in the dumps and he brings you just a little something just to make your day and to put a smile on your face. You know, sometimes it's the little things that touch us in the biggest way. It's those little things that just touch you in your life in the biggest way. And that really touched my heart and it blessed me and it helped me to lift my head back up and to realize I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. And I want all of us, let's be people that God can build others up with our words and our works. Do you know somebody going through a battle? Let it be your prayer today. Lord, make me an encourager. Make me an encourager, God. Help me to build people up with my words and my works. Do you realize how strong and how healthy our church will be if we're all building one another up? Build one another up. We need it as the day approaches. And I want to build somebody up this morning. I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. He can forgive you of your sins. He can turn your life around. And the good work is that he did it through the work of the cross. He shed his blood. He died in our place. He took the wrath of God in our place, the judgment of God in our place, so we could be saved and we could gain heaven. Friend, that's a good word. That's a good work. I got a good word for you. The Lord is our healer. You hear this morning, you're dealing with sickness. He's the Lord who heals. The good work is through the cross. For by his stripes we are healed. Thank you, Jesus. I got a good word for you. The Lord is the lifter of our burdens. For like the song we sing, burdens are lifted at Calvary. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Friend, thank God for the work of the cross. Would you stand with me, please? Here's what I want you to do just for the next few seconds. I want you to ask God to make you a builder. A builder with your words and a builder with your works. Can you just do me a favor right there where you are? And just, I, I just like when we hold our hands out, it just kind of, it, it symbolizes, it symbolizes just a surrender to God. Father, God, you've commanded us. It's not, it's not a suggestion. You've commanded us through your word, God, that we would be builders. God, as the days get darker and things get more difficult, God, we as the church, we need to make sure that we're building one another up with our words. That we're building one another up with, the, with our works. That it would be all for your glory, God. So right now, Lord, I pray, God, for myself and I pray, God, for every Christian brother, Christian sister, God, everyone online right now. I pray, God, that you would make us builders for your glory. God, I pray that we would be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and that you would lead us and put us into the paths of people that need a good word. 
that will bring gladness to them, God. May our words bring gladness. May our words be sweet. May our words nourish. May our words heal. May our words bring unity. God, please, fill us with your Holy Spirit afresh. God, use us right now. Season our words with grace. God, help us to thank before we speak. Let no unwholesome word come out of our mouth, but only things that are helpful and beneficial for your glory. Lord, speak, God. Seal this word in the hearts of your people that we would be builders all for your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right there where you are, can you make this your prayer? Lord, help me to build people up with my words and my works. Come on, right there where you are. Lord, my prayer daily, my prayer daily, God, is to God build one another up, build people up, build people up with my words and my works, God, for your glory. Use me, God. Use me, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray.